Hi and welcome. We're so excited that you chose to join us today. And we hope that this message will inspire you to live the life that God designed you to live. For this message or others like it, you can go to our website or you can find us on our YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, enjoy this message. Hello everybody. Welcome to our uh, Friday, a Good Friday service and uh, we're coming to you uh, from our auditorium here at Destiny Church. We just want to welcome you to our service. We're so excited that you've joined us. We're going to have some worship here and uh, so we just encourage you to enter in. I know that some of you have kids running around and stuff and so just kind of take some time. It'll be about 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, something like that. We're just going to uh, spend some time worshiping God, going into the Word, and we're also going to be having communion together. And so if you could get the emblems together and get ready for us to take communion together, we're just so excited. I know, uh, you know, this is kind of a more challenging uh, environment, uh, a way of doing church, but um, just focus for the next 30, 40 minutes, and we're going to have, God's going to bless you. We're going to have a time with God today, and we're going to celebrate the, uh, the death of Christ, his resurrection. So just join us for the next 30, 40 minutes. God bless you. I'm going to pray. Lord, wherever anyone's receiving this message uh, in their homes, car, wherever they are, Lord, we just pray that by your spirit that you'll reach them. Reach out to them, Lord. Touch their lives. Minister to them, God, that you'll bring your, um, bring your word to their hearts and minds. Lord, that you'll encourage them at this time. And we just pray a blessing on their family, upon them and their families, Lord, their children. Just a blessing that peace will come, Lord, and that there will be uh, a, an absence of turmoil, Lord, but that, that your great peace will flood their hearts and minds right now, Lord, that they'll experience your presence as we go into this service today. We just thank you, Lord, that you are Lord of all. You're Lord of everything, and you are working all things together for our good and for their good. Lord, we just thank you for that assurance. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Let's just jump right in and, and join us in worship right now.
Well, that's wonderful. Praise God. Thank you, worship team, for coming out and leading us into the presence of God today. I have my beautiful wife, Trish, here with me, and we're going to have a little tableside communion uh, gathering. Um, we know that you're in your houses, and maybe some of you are sitting at the table. Maybe some of you are running around the living room. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's hard to imagine what's going on in people's homes as they join us today. Um, I, I guess I imagine some places where kids are trying to sit there and listen, but get distracted and uh, all kinds of stuff. But we just um, thank you for joining us today. And this is a very important time of the year. You know, they this we're in what, what they call the Holy Week. And it's Good Friday. It's the day we set aside to celebrate. Or I shouldn't say celebrate, but remember that Jesus Christ died for us. And, um, you know, he died. He took our sin upon himself on the cross. And he bled and died for us. And he received the full punishment of God's wrath for sin upon him so that we could, we could go free. And my wife and I, we want to share a little bit with you today, not very long, and we want to take communion. It's a little bit different. We have loaves here that we're going to be tearing apart, and our worship team and people that are helping us today are going to join us. And um, so I'm just getting a little bit of a boom on this mic, and so if somebody in the back could just help me with a little boom there. Thank you. And so, um, but anyways, I just want to share a few thoughts with you about the time that we're living in and how God can be trusted at this particular time. Because when we take communion, one of the things the Bible says to do this in remembrance of me. And it's so important to remember how faithful God has been to us. And sometimes before you go forward, you got to go back. You got to remember some things that God has done. And that's what we're doing this week. You know, on Sunday, I asked everybody if they would uh, meditate on Psalms 23. I really felt like that um, Psalms 23 was a, a tremendous uh, psalm that we should we should think about this this coming week. I said, if you just do this, take one verse a day. You know, like uh, on Monday, we were, it was the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And just think about that. And I've been doing that this week. I every day I've been going through. The, each verse, read through the Psalms, and then taking a verse at a time. And it's so interesting that today, it just happens to be the fifth day, and the, the verse is, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so that's what we're doing here. This is, was, this is called the Lord's table, the table of the Lord. And that's one of the references when it talks about, I just thought, man, that worked out really good. I didn't even plan it, but that worked out really good. But as I was reading through the book of Psalms, um, I, I noticed something. There was a transition that took place in the book of Psalms because David starts out by saying in verse two and three, he says, he leads me beside still waters. Um, he uh, makes, me lie, makes me lie down in green pastures. It, it, it uses the term he in the, in kind of in the second person, I think you call that, where he's just telling what the Lord is doing. And then in verse five, it gets real personal. Instead of him saying, he prepares a table before me, it turns to be personal. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. The, the language changes from he, kind of like impersonal or a declaration, to all of a sudden the tension is now it's you, God. You are doing, you are preparing a table before me. And so I thought, why, did, why was there such a change? And you have to go back to verse 4 to understand where this change took place. Uh, because 
in verse 4, it, it talks about walking. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And, you know, I thought about that, how our nation, and, and really the whole world, we've been listening, missionaries from around the world have been calling us and telling us what is happening in their nation. And so this is a worldwide thing. And it describes, verse 4 describes what our nation and what the world is going through. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, thou art with me. And that's how people feel. People feel like they're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. People are afraid of this virus. They're afraid of getting sick. They're afraid of dying. They're afraid of the economic impact. People are worried that maybe somebody, they, they, one of their loved ones will get it. And so it's a real time of people uh, struggling with the ideas of this virus. They feel like death, even though maybe it hasn't come to them, but they're, it's close. I mean, the valley of the shadow of death. But you know what David said here? He didn't say we lay down in the valley of the shadow of death. He didn't say we live in the valley of the shadow of death. He says we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We're coming through this, folks. I just want you to know that this is not going to be our legacy. This is not going to be our life. We're going to walk through this, and, um, and, and we're going to come through, through victory. So what do you do when you're walking through the valley of the shadow. What does the Bible say to do here? He says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. He, tell, he says, you notice he didn't say, I'll fear no evil because he is with me. He says it personally. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You, God, you are right here with me. I love that verse. I think I might have said it one Sunday. It's in, found in Hebrews chapter 13. It says, uh, verse 5 and 6. It says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. And then he says this, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. And so it's so important. I think he probably got that from the book of Psalms because he says, the Lord says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say. See, when we're, we're going through the valley of the shadow of death, what do we say? We say, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. And a lot of people are, are experiencing fear, like I said. But we as Christians, we need to keep our eyes, keep our focus on Jesus and what he's done for us. And that's what we do, especially at this time of the year, but also in communion. He, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Get your eyes back on me. And that's what we're going to do this evening is that we're going to turn our attention back on the Lord and we're going to remember remember him. I like what the, he, what the um, uh, amplified version of Hebrews 13 says. Listen to this, just that part that I want to emphasize. He says, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. It will not, I will not fear or 
or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? It's a little wordy, but I think it's so powerful because three times he's trying to give the sense of the Greek word when he says, I will not leave you. I will not. I will not. I will not. I mean, it's God's trying as hard as he can to get it across to you because God doesn't say that trouble won't come our way, uh, that we won't pass through the valley of the shadow of death. There won't be times where we go through stuff. God never says that. He never says everything's going to be, you know, lollipops and uh, whatever, uh, uh, Easter, uh, chocolate Easter bunnies, you know. God doesn't say that. There are times where we go through difficulty, and we certainly are experiencing that, and the temptation is to be fearful. But God says, don't be afraid. Turn your focus, your attention upon me. You know, it's interesting. I'll just turn this over to my wife in just a minute here, but um, it's interesting. At the Last Supper, um, which is kind of where Jesus introduced communion. We said, this is the covenant in my blood. This is my body, which is broken for you. Is at the last supper. But he, he had told them over and over again, you know, that, um, you know, I'm going to die. I'm going to be handed over. He, he, he told his disciples and, you know, it was kind of hard for them to grasp such a thing that he, here's a person that had such dominion over sickness and demons and over circumstances where people would try to arrest him. He just kind of walked through the midst. They were going to stone him. He just walked through the midst. And all of a sudden he starts describing a time when he is going to be arrested. He is going to be beaten. He's going to, all these things. But then he'd always tell them the third day I'm going to rise again. And so it's so hard for them to grasp that. And so when he, at the Last Supper, if you read John's account, he kind of goes over it again, you know, that this is stuff is going to happen. And so then in verse four, chapter 14, he tells them this. Let me just read this. Uh, Let not your heart be troubled. This is verse 1. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to a Notice the word prepare. Just like it says in Psalm, he prepares a table for us. Here it says, I go prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. So we are with him. He prepared a place for us in redemption. We are with him. But notice he says, don't let your heart be troubled. See, there's trouble he didn't say that you, you would not have any trouble. He was telling the disciples that there's going to be trouble. You're going through a time of trouble, but don't let it get into your heart. That's the key. Don't let it get into your heart. You walk through the valley of shadow of death. Don't let the shadow get into your heart. Don't let it affect your heart. He says, don't let it get into your heart. How do we say, how do we do that? We just focus our attention upon him. He's prepared a place for us. He's prepared a table for us. You know, the, the verse that we were meditating on today, it says that he prepares a table for us. I don't like this next part. It says, in the presence of my enemies. I always, I always read that and thought, why are the enemies here? This is not a good place to eat. You know, get them out of here. You know, let's have a little peace and quiet. But he goes... He goes, he prepares his table. Can you just think about God preparing a table. What would that look like? That would be some kind of a table with some kind of food there. And so he prepares his table before us in the presence of our enemies. And so that's what we're doing is when we're partaking of communion, we're thinking about what the table represents, what the bread represents, what the wine represents. And so I just want to encourage you today with that word. The, the earth you might be going through, and I'm not diminishing the valley, and I'm not diminishing the temptation to fear. It is everywhere. It's 
palpable. How do you say that word? Palpable. <laughs> I, I have trouble. I can hear it in my head, but it doesn't come out all the time. But it's everywhere. People are, I mean, I've had people call me and say they wake up in the middle of the night and, and they're, 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 they think, do I have it? And it's, it's so important for us to protect our heart by hearing what God has to say, because God's got some good things to say. And David is clear he was going through some stuff. And so um, have no fear, everybody. I want to just let my wife talk for just a few moments here. She said she has something burning on her hearts, and then I'm going to come back, and um, I'm going to just, we're going to take communion together. Here's my beautiful wife, Trish. Hello, everybody. It's really good to be able to um, join you on Facebook Live. Aren't we thankful for Facebook Live? Because yes. we've been missing our family. We've been missing our friends. And so thank you for joining us tonight. And, um, you know, this its just the most important season of the whole year. And uh, it's when Jesus died on the cross for us. It's Good Friday. And, you know, this, this night, this is what it re represents. What we are being invited to through Jesus' death on the cross, it is not rituals. It is not rules and regulations. It is a living relationship with Jesus Christ, with our Creator. This is what we're being invited into this evening. And, you know, um, Adam, and, Adam and Eve sinned. And when they sinned, they threw the whole creation, they threw everything into turmoil. Chaos entered the world entered the beautiful world that God created, and um, it affected everything. When sin entered the human experience, death was the result, separation from God. You know, there was broken relationships. There was broken lives. There was sickness. There was poverty, and creation felt it, too. You look around, and creation suffered. It's still groaning for waiting for Jesus to come and restore everything. So, but you know what? But God, God so loved the world that he gave. This is what we're celebrating right now. God so loved the world that he gave his most precious possession. That was his son, his one and only son, to come to earth and to suffer for us. Um, Jesus was sent to be the sacrifice for our sins. God made the provision for us to be forgiven by faith. Through the sacred blood of Jesus. This is what we're celebrating. Um, because of Jesus' sacrifice for us, we are liberated. Those who receive this gift are liberated from the power of sin. We are liberated from guilt. We are liberated from the punishment that came upon us. And so this perfect righteousness that Jesus bought for us, that makes us right with God, and it is available for all who receive it. It's available for all. And so today, you know, many of you have already received this gift of righteousness. This gift of righteousness is right standing with God. It's the broken relationship between God and man restored. And But today, I want to invite, if anybody's listening and is, has maybe broken relationship with God, or they've never received this gift, this gift is for you. It is for all who will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you say, I believe that Jesus died for me, I believe he rose again for me, then 
you, if you would pray this prayer with me, and um, we're going to thank God for, you know, forgiving us of our sins, but those that have never done this, let's pray. Pray after me. And I'm going to believe you can then join us in this uh, communion meeting supper, and you can join us and um, after experiencing the freedom from sin. So just pray after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your most precious gift, your Son, to be the sacrifice for my sin. Forgive me. Receive me as your son and your daughter. And um, thank you, Jesus, that your blood cleanses me from all sin. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I worship you. And like this song that we sang today, all hail King Jesus, Lord of heaven and earth. We worship that God. That is who we are worshiping today. He is Lord of heaven. He is Lord of earth. And now he's Lord of your life when you received him. So um, thank God. I think we're going to receive this communion today. Yes, thank you very much. I, I just trust that if you don't know Jesus, you prayed that prayer, just tell somebody close to you that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Yes. And uh, that the Bible tells us that we should confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. So tell somebody that Jesus is Lord. I, I want to turn now to communion. Uh, you know, the, the communion, when Jesus uh, talked to his disciples, like the Last Supper, uh, it's, J Paul records it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Um, he said, I have received of the Lord, this is verse 23, that which also I delivered you, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. So we'll just take some bread here. This is quite a bit of loaf. This is quite a large loaf of bread. And I did wash my hands, by the way. I just want you all to know that. <laughs> and, I, and I cleansed them with pearl, pearl, pearl. <laughs> and I didn't get it lately because there isn't any, but I, I had some left over. <laughs> but anyways, so it says that he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, we just thank you for this bread mm -hmm. that represents your body. Thank and, Lord, we just break this bread as you Praise did. God. And we do it, Lord, in remembrance yes. of what you did for us so that we could come into that relationship. Mm -hmm. not, not just go to church or be religious, yeah. but that we could come into a vital relationship That's with right. you. you, Sister Cornamone. Go ahead and take the bread, everybody, and let's eat together. The Bible says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do ye as often you drink it in remembrance of me. You know, I just want to share something with you. You know, the, a covenant is such a sacred relationship it's the most sacred and most binding relationship that two people can have. They say marriage is a covenant. And, um, what was, you know, it's kind of a, in more primitive societies, they would actually, you know, cut themselves and they would put their blood together and they would swear to stand with each other. And that was what Jesus had, basically, his flesh was pierced. So that he entered, as our representative, he entered into a covenant relationship with the Father. So what that means is that whatever we need, and God has it, mm -hmm. 
is available to us. But it also means whatever God, whatever we have, and God wants it, it's available to him. It's, it's an exchange thing. Just like marriage, everything, you, when you get married, everything you have, it belongs to the other person if they want it. And, you know, at this time, you know, God has salvation. God has deliverance. And we need some of that in the earth today. And, and God has it. And we, we can call upon him and say, we are your covenant people, Lord. And we need to be delivered from this vile virus that is attacking our nation and attacking our world. Yeah. And I just want you to connect with Jesus and his blood uh, as we take a drink together. Let's drink the blood together or the juice together. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Right where you are, just begin to thank him for what he did for you. We just remember, Lord, that we are covenant people. We are, we are part of the new covenant that was established when Jesus Christ died and gave his blood. We are part of the new covenant. That's why you said in your word, Lord, that we are heirs of God and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Lord, that is covenant language. And we are in this new covenant with you, Lord. And we're just so thankful, Lord, that we can call upon you in a time of need. And Lord, I just again agree with all the prayers that have gone forth about this virus now, Lord. We just curse this thing with everything that's in us in the mighty name of Jesus. And we just thank you, Lord, that you have heard our prayers and that you are delivering us from this virus and the effects of this virus. And Lord, we just thank you that we're going to come through this stronger and, and, and more, um, more in tune with you than ever before. We just thank you for that, Lord, that as David changed his language from he is leading me to you are uh, preparing me. We just thank you that that is happening in our lives. There is a greater intimacy in our relationship with you. We just thank you for that right now. And I just pray you bless your people. Deliver them from all fear, from all terror, from all harm right now. We just thank you, Lord, that you're filling their hearts with faith. You're filling their hearts with hope. And they're experiencing